Welcome to the Scripture Memory Podcast, a ministry of Scripture Memory Fellowship. If you've ever felt like memorizing God's Word is an uphill battle, stay tuned. This podcast will help you make Bible memory a consistent and enjoyable part of your daily life. After all, knowing Scripture is the first step towards a fruitful, God-honoring life. So whether you're a new memorizer who needs some practical Bible memory tips, or a veteran memorizer who just needs some encouragement for their journey, stay tuned for today's episode of the Scripture Memory Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Scripture Memory Podcast. The episode you're about to hear was actually pre-recorded several months ago at SMS Annual Week of Scripture Memory Camp. If you'd like to learn more about how your family can attend Scripture Memory Camp, We hope you'll visit scripturememory.com slash camps. All right, without further ado, we invite you to travel back in time with us to July of 2022 to the Piney Woods of Ringgold, Louisiana, and enjoy this episode of the Scripture Memory Podcast. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Scripture Memory Podcast. I'm Dakota Lynch. And I'm Randy Williamson. And I'm Hannah Conner. We are so thankful that you're listening uh, to this episode. Uh, This episode won't air right away, but we're actually recording this in Ringgold, Louisiana, on location at Scripture Memory Fellowship's annual week of Scripture Memory Camp. And joining us for today's episode is SMF's board president, uh, Jim Wojcik. Jim, thank you for joining us. Thank you for inviting me. All right. In this episode, we're going to let you hear a little bit about uh, Scripture Memory Camp. What is it? Uh, What's it like? Um, And before we dive into that, we always want to take a a moment and start with Scripture. And so, Randy, uh, why don't you kick us off with our passage of the day? Thanks, Dakota. This passage of the day, I think, fits perfectly with the purpose and vision of Scripture Memory Camp. We want to see a next generation of campers know, love, and live God's Word. So we're thinking about 2 Timothy 3, verse 15. Paul wrote this letter. It's one of his pastoral epistles, and he wrote it to a protege in the ministry. That's Timothy. Timothy was blessed with a godly heritage. He had a believing grandmother and mother who steeped his young life in the Scriptures. Listen to what the Apostle Paul says now in 2 Timothy 3, 15. And how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. It is the scriptures which make us knowledgeable about the way into salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ. I love that passage of scripture, Randy, and I especially love uh, Paul's emphasis there on, on Timothy's backstory, which is that he knew scripture from childhood, this is this is a legacy that was uh, happening in his family, and that verse really paints a picture of our vision for Scripture Memory Camp. It's a way that we want to help young people know God's Word from childhood, and really, uh, Scripture Memory Camp has been part of our ministry for decades, uh, going all the way back to its founding. And again, we have Jim Wojcik on the show with us, who is the son of this ministry's founder. And so, Jim, why don't you start by just sharing a little bit of the history of this ministry and uh, how camp came to be? Thank you, Dakota. And I just want to say, uh, first of all, that I'm very thankful for the way that the current Scripture Memory staff uh, is a direct spiritual descendant of what the ministry has always been about. And long ago, uh, talking with my dad about Uh, what makes Scripture Memory Fellowship important. He said, it's the conviction that memorizing Scripture deserves to be a priority. But the origin of the ministry, and let me just clarify, ministry or the camp? 
Uh, talk about what inspired Dr. N.A. Wojcik to start a ministry about scripture memorization and how camp really was a central piece of that. Okay. There, there's a sense in which those are two parts of the same question. A hundred years ago, a young man was going to Bible school in Chicago named J. Lloyd Hunter. He did a year of Bible school, and then he got involved in children's ministry in the West, Rocky Mountain West. He was doing that for a number of years, and then a group of businessmen in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, said, come over to Macedonia and help us. No, they said, come over to Manitoba and help us. And they said, we want you to teach the children of the prairie provinces God's word because they don't have it. And uh, he responded, and they uh, took up a collection and raised $50 to pay him. And uh, he began this ministry of... uh, giving children a scripture-memorizing challenge in exchange for a week of camp. And uh, my grandparents had emigrated just a few years before from Ukraine to Manitoba, and uh, they were aware of a little bit of the Bible. My grandfather would tell the story of Joseph just from memory, but uh, or you know, just uh, rehearse the story in his own words, but they did not have a Bible in the home, and they did not know uh, what really the Bible said about anything other than maybe a few stories. And um, they also were um, just not um, really attuned to biblical or theological truth about how to be saved. It, was, it wasn't even a category. As a matter of fact, my dad didn't, know, didn't even know what a Bible verse was. But in 1929, my dad was standing uh, in his school teacher's office when the school teacher was going through his mail. And uh, the school teacher pulled up a piece of mail and it said, memorize 500 verses and go to camp. And he said out loud, no one here could do that. And he widened it up and threw it in the trash. And my dad was standing there and said, I bet I could. And uh, he didn't really care about the verses. He just wanted uh, the teacher's recommendation to be able to go to ninth grade. Uh, my dad was an eighth grader at the time, and and he just thought that if he could do something impressive, it might help him. So um, he says, you think you could? And and uh, dad said, yes. And he took it home, and he came back the next day and, and said, uh, hey, I did 57 of those things last night. He didn't know what they were. They were just those things. And he said, oh, the teacher said, oh, I think you can do it. And so he memorized the 500 verses and got it certified, recited them, did the recitation for his teacher, and that was the end of that. He didn't care about what they said. He just did it, and uh, at that, you know, he was a fairly new speaker of English at that point anyway, but anyway, they were just words to him. In the headquarters or in the office of the Canadian Sunday School Mission, a summer missionary named Paul Gillat, almost a whole year later, was just looking through their files and saw that Nicholas had not come to camp. And so he decided to contact uh, my dad's family and invite him to camp. No telephone uh, in 1929. So he drove and his car got stuck on the side of the road and he walked the rest of the way. And I walked into my grandfather's farmyard and said, hey, are you Nicholas Wojcik? Yes, I am. You've earned a week of camp. And uh, my dad's brothers all weighed in and said, no, he can't go. That's a vacation. Uh, but my grandfather let him go. And he rode his bike to Gimli Bible Camp on the shores of Lake Winnipeg. And as he was riding up to the camp, a strange otherworldly sound filled his ears, and it was young people singing. He took me out of the pit and from the miry clay. He set my feet on a rock, establishing my way. He put a song in my mouth, my God to glorify, and I'll praise him someday in his home on high. But anyway, uh, he'd never heard singing before, and it was just 
actually quite a strange phenomenon. But he came to that camp and began hearing about life and what Jesus Christ could do. And uh, a missionary actually to South Africa named Frank Reed confronted him on the beach one night and said, are you saved? And my dad said, yes, he wasn't, but he just was maybe nervous or whatever, panicked and saying, yes, I'm saved. But he knew he wasn't telling the truth. And that night, uh, those 500 verses started going through his head and he never got over that experience, just the power of God's word uh, as a 15-year-old was transformative in bringing him to Christ. And so um, he got home from camp, got a tent, and started doing evangelism in the countryside, and started a Sunday school in his hometown, started witnessing to people. And so early on, the learning of the word was connected to evangelism. And, and you know, in, in his own life and his own experience, that was just the natural outflow was a desire to see people not just internalize scripture, but meet the Lord whom the scripture reveals and, and come to have eternal life uh, through faith in him. And so um, uh, he and his buddy, uh, who also had gotten saved, um, realized that they were um, running out of material for their countryside evangelism and decided to go to uh, school and uh, come down to the United States to go to uh, Bible school. Well, as he was going through a seminary, he would always ask people, um, how do you memorize scripture? Because he, he just assumed that everybody did that and realized early on that although many people will say, oh, that's a great thing to do, very few people made it a focus of their lives. And so as a young pastor in Shreveport, Louisiana, gripped by this sense of need in 1944, so this is 14 years after his salvation, he is at this point 29 years old. Uh, he took out a full page ad in the Shreveport paper and they said, we're only going to do this one year. We'll just do it this one time. We'll give a Bible and a week of camp to anyone uh, who can memorize 250 verses, mostly from John also. And so beginning with, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Uh, and But as many as received him to them, he gave the power to become the children of God, even to those who believe on his name, who were born, uh, not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. Those verses became the focus of the new Bible Memory Association. And so uh, because the Canadian Sunday School Mission had um, had the same model of camp and and taking those verses into a time of, of emphasis on what they mean and, and what they mean in terms of have you responded to Christ, uh, Bible Memory Association imitated that model. And, and part of that model is the idea that we use external motivation to motivate an internal discipline. And that, especially for someone who's not born again, there's no appetite for God's word. There's very little interest in doing it for its own sake. And there's a recognition that uh, it's legitimate to use rewards like a week of camp. And so the ministry emphasized camp from a very early stage and acquired uh, camps that they owned. This camp here in Ringgold was built in Cleveland, Georgia, and Amsterdam, New York, and Shelby, Michigan. And uh, then they began renting camps other places and, and spread to other countries around the world. And always there was this kind of a, of a, of a dual emphasis of let's motivate young people and adults to memorize scripture. Let's get into a camp setting, celebrate those verses, have even a contest of who can say the most verses, and talk about what those verses mean. Uh, so there may be in some sense in which when people hear the phrase scripture memory camp, they think it's a camp where you go and learn verses or are taught techniques um, about how to memorize. But traditionally, it's been more of an emphasis on 
taking those verses from the head to the heart and from the heart to the life. But God has been pleased to honor that in that we continually hear testimonies of people say, yeah, I memorized, I went to camp, and those verses changed my life. And uh, they are the, the, the means God has used in my discipleship, in walking in the footsteps of Jesus, in taking his word to my heart and saying it changed my life. And so uh, the two sides, memory work and camp, have gone hand in hand um, for a long time that even predates these ministries. Wow, what a beautiful picture of of the value of knowing God's word and uh, of of one man saying, "I want to help other people," you know, experience that same blessing. And you know, as I uh, think about those of you who are listening, uh, many of you have been connected with our ministry for a period of time. You've you've listened to these podcasts, uh, perhaps you've listened uh, to a few episodes, you've tuned in, uh, you've downloaded the Verse Locker app, you've visited our website, and yet. You've just heard the story of how all of this really came into being. Yeah, this this ministry has been around for, as Jim said, decades, and uh, Scripture Memory Camp was was part of our ministry in the very beginning, and it continues to be part of our ministry because what we've seen is that God's word does make a person wise for salvation, as it did in the case of uh, Timothy, as it did in the case of N.A. Wojcik, and yet at the same time, young people who have that very unique ability to memorize, sometimes don't have the motivation to memorize. And camp really has been a solution to that, if you will, that allows us to just provide some some external motivation to get some some young people excited at the thought of memorizing Scripture because there's that week of camp that they look forward to. And yet, uh, even after that week of camp is over, the Word of God remains in their heart uh, bearing fruit. Uh, Jim, could you share what you think are some of the notable milestones in the history of camp? It's been around so long. I know there's some things that stand out in your mind. Well, um, the construction of the camps uh, was in itself a milestone, and and the raising of the funds and the vision that God gave people. Um, I think that the camp movement has um, changed over time, and um, the degree to which camp is a motivation for young people, I think, has changed because there's so many there are so many entertainment options and even camp options uh, out there. And so, my association with camp and with the ministry has witnessed a, a kind of a of a shift to where it's not quite as popular, or it's not the uh, it's it's not the mass movement that it once was. And I'm aware of of other ministries that have had a similar experience where they once were very big in camping and now aren't. And yet um, camp ministry, I, I think, still has a role to play. And so there's a kind of been a shift to more um, of where camp is a little bit more of equipping time, equipping people with better skills for how to memorize. And also, uh, if you will, um, uh, armoring, arming them up, loading them up to go out and be mobilizers themselves because um Oh, in the 40 or so years that that I've been a more active part of the ministry, uh, I've seen that it's people who come to camp who often turn into some of the best scripture memorizing recruiters. You know, the foundation of a camp, whether it's in this country or overseas, is a scenic place with housing that can accommodate young people and adults price that we can afford because as we give this camp as a reward for memory work, it's important that we be able to afford it. And then a nucleus of people with a vision who want to come and gather around this purpose. And so um, I'd like to think it is, um, as in so many uh, areas of God's work, an area where there will stu- still be new wineskins brought into play 
for what God will do. Uh, God's going to keep using his word. He's going to keep blessing it when it makes contact with people's hearts. And so I think camp still has a role to play, even if it's not the uh, magnet that it once was uh, as a motivation, as a reward. Right. So as we mentioned, as we started this episode, we're recording on location at Scripture Memory Camp. And, and Hannah, you're with us. This is your very first time at Scripture Memory Camp. And I know a lot of our listeners are intrigued. They're saying, well, this is a new thing. I've never heard about a Scripture Memory Camp. I'm kind of interested in going, but what would that even be like? So Hannah, could you just kind of shed some light on that question for our listeners and paint a picture of what you've experienced just over these last few days? Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely been an encouragement to come and um, see other young people that have a heart to memorize God's Word and who are actively memorizing God's Word as well. And I think to come to a camp or an event like that, where everyone is kind of focused around the same thing, and they're all memorizing the same verses, it unites you in a different way as believers. And um, that definitely has been an encouragement just to see that. When coming to Scripture Memory Camp, originally, since it is my first time, I had no idea what to expect. But um, it's been really neat to see how everyone has a part to play in that. And in in coming, you will hear... Um, different gifts being used, like whether it's preaching or teaching, or um, we have people here who are able to lead worship in a really amazing way. And so a lot of different gifts are being put together and to make this whole thing happen. And there's a lot of fun activities as well that um, you get to take, take part in. So you get to have the spiritual encouragement as well as the wonderful fellowship and the great food. And overall, it's been really great. And I think for, for families to come as well is, is important because you get to all connect on a different way. And just seeing multiple different family units coming together around scripture and around memorizing God's word. And there's a lot of spiritual growth that can be attained in coming in person and in experiencing that in person and being around those who actually love to memorize God's word. As we were saying earlier, not everyone has that and not everyone gets to focus on that. And I think it should be more, it should be more common just throughout camp, seeing how the young people are, are doing that. And then, like I said before, just there's a lot of games, there's a lot of fun, there's a lot of fellowship, and all of it put together in one. It's like, how could you have anything better than that? Well, Hannah, we're so thankful you've been able to be part of this week with us. And and again, our hope is that so many of you listening will be with us at a future Scripture Memory Camp. We would encourage you, visit our website, scripturememory.com slash camp to learn a little bit more about what next year's camp is going to look like in terms of where it is, uh, when it is, and how you can come. Just to summarize that very briefly, uh, next year, Camp 2023 is going to be centered around 84 verses on the gospel. That set of verses is called 14.6, The Way. And campers who are 18 and younger can actually come to camp uh, at a discount or even completely freely if they will memorize those verses, and that's how they earn their memory scholarship. So maybe you have some young people in your home and you're thinking, how can I motivate them to memorize Scripture? This is a really great way to do that. So again, visit scripturememory.com slash camp to learn more and even to register for camp, and we hope you'll consider joining us. But before we sign off, Jim, do you have any final words that you'd like to share with our listeners? Yes, thank you, Dakota. It's partly a function of camp, I think, to encourage us in our memory work. And and so often uh, we sharpen one another's iron sharpens iron. But it made me think of Malachi 3.16. Then those who feared the Lord spoke to one another. And that's part of what happens at this camp is you discover 
oh, the struggles I have in memorizing or the joys I have in memorizing are shared uh, by others. And we speak to one another, and the Lord listened and heard them. So Book of Remembrance was written before him for those who fear the Lord and who meditate on his name. And we talk a lot about meditation in the memory of, in the ministry of Scripture Memory Fellowship because uh, memory work is not the end in itself. The ultimate goal is knowing Christ and glorifying God. And memorization is a means to meditation, meditation on his name. But when camp happens, we get together and we talk with one another, and it strengthens us for a purpose that... Um, let's face it, admittedly, there are, there's resistance, there's hardship, there's uh, some need for perseverance. And we do better at that when we see that there are people running with us at our right and our left. Absolutely. Well, Jim, thank you so much for joining us for today's episode. Thank you to everyone who has tuned in. Uh, again, we hope you'll visit scripturememory.com slash camp to learn more about this aspect of our ministry, and we hope you'll make plans to join us and share this with your friends. As always, please consider subscribing and join us next time for another episode of the Scripture Memory Podcast. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of the Scripture Memory Podcast, a ministry of Scripture Memory Fellowship. At SMF, our mission is to help you know, live, and love God's Word. If you're ready to take the next step in your Scripture Memory journey, visit us online at scripturememory.com or download Verse Locker, our free Bible memory app. As always, be blessed today as you take time to enjoy God's Word. And be sure to join us next time for another episode of the Scripture Memory Podcast.